hearts and minds go out to those who have suffered under recent terrorist attacks, especially in Saudi Arabia during the month of Ramadan. These attacks are unacceptable, and we hope that you send your thoughts and well wishes to our Muslim brothers and sisters. Thank you. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, it's us. It's me, Kat. And Misha. And if you aren't aware, you're listening to Unlearn. Unlearn, Unlearn. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it one day. I'll get the timing right. (laughs) (laughs) So we are really excited to announce that this is the last episode of our very first season. Uh, We legit. We got seasons. seasons. You hear that? It was Misha's idea. I'm going to say it was a damn good one because I need a break, (laughs) y'all. So we're going to take a brief intermission, a summer break for a bit where we're going to do some revamping, rebranding. We're going to have a comeback with an Instagram. What? So you can stare at pictures of us. Um, I'm pretty too. (laughs) Beauty and brains. (laughs) We'll be updating social media. Um, hopefully, we have some really interesting collaborations coming. And yeah, check us, check us out, y'all. Check us, come back, please. No, for moving all. on up. Come back because we bring in hot, sexy fire season two. Look, I'm gonna come up, y'all. <laughs> I'm leaving, cat. My podcast <laughs> game. My podcast game, y'all. Going up. I'm gonna turn up. Season two, unlearned. You hear me? So get ready for that. Look out for that. So uh, this week, we're going to talk about, we're going to do our first segment, This Week in Politics. So this has been all everywhere, and I've been just laughing about it. Uh, Everyone's talking about Britain's exit from the European Union. (laughs) And you're like, oh, Cal, why do you find that funny? It doesn't really have much to do with you. I think that it's really funny because I feel like British people are always talking shit about Americans, calling us fools, making us look dumb, like, oh, Donald Trump's going to be your next president. And I'm just like, your prime minister just resigned. Y'all left the, y'all. <laughs> I was watching BBC. <laughs> not sure why. It was on my TV, so I watched it. And these were, they were doing interviews with, <laughs> they were doing interviews with random people in Britain. And they're like, so what did you vote? And they're like, well, I voted for Britain to exit. And they're like, okay, why did you vote? It? I was like, I don't know. I just voted. I didn't think my vote mattered. Wow. Three separate interviews. Three people saying the same, the exact same thing. They didn't think their vote mattered. Yo, Kat is so <laughs> giddy on Brexit. You hear me? That's what voting is. <laughs> Kat is That's so That's what giddy. voting is. So I... I feel a <laughs> sense of smugness because these Brits always trying to make us look like fools. Are American fools? Hell the fuck yes, we are. We, some of us are ashamed of it. Most of us are not. Uh, Yo, it's, it's, it's tragic. Yes. But let's, let's just remember everyone makes mistakes at the voting booth. Example one, Reagan, Bush one, Bush 2, Nixon, 
You know what? I'm drinking tea in the Brit's honor right now. I'm drinking tea. It's summer. I made tea for this episode. I made it. But do you know the one thing that makes gives me hope out of this whole situation? What? Is it? It makes me think, wow, my vote really does count. It does. You can start World War Three <laughs> with a vote. <laughs> Well, and then there are deeper reasons as to why people voted. So the European Union is this agreement among a variety of European nations that makes makes migration easier throughout various countries. So let's say that someone from Syria moves to Poland and and becomes a citizen of Poland. They have easy access to countries like Britain. Britain being all xenophobic and shit, we're like, no more immigrants, no more migrants in our country. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, like bloody bullocks and all that shit. <laughs> like, they, like, why would we want to be a part of a European Union that's letting all these people of color into our country? So, that's like why, that's why, why people essentially voted. So, it's just like their own xenophobia working against them. Can I tell you what made me more disappointed disappointed what than Britain deciding to leave the European Union is my friends on Facebook supporting Britain leaving the European Union. Wow. This one dude posted this Facebook thing that was like Britain is a slave no more. And I said, Skirt! <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> what? <laughs> you ain't even British though. What? <laughs> straight up open my eyes with my fingers and read it again because i was like this is so ridiculous do you understand what this means and why you got to use the word slave white man this this makes no sense let let me sip my tea literally sip my tea right (laughs) cheers to britain i i just that's been the main thing like in the news the past couple of weeks and it's been really like Fun, exciting to watch some international drama unfold and heed Britain's warning, America. If you elect Donald Trump, we will be the next Britain. Oh, <laughs> in the worst way. Your vote counts. But it's like Britain's our father country, you know, or our mother country. We the prodigal son. Yeah, come. We came back to watch our daddy fell. Watch our daddy fall on his face. Dang, cat, you took that in a different direction. <laughs> I was taking it. You took that way different. Can, can you tell that I grew up in a single parent home? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. So, uh, leading to that, talking about departing from Britain, we're gonna. Our main topic today is. The irony of independence. On July 4th, 1776. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but... I wrote that just for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) you have to warn me (laughs) next time you do that. On July 4th, 1776. (laughs) So, what we want to start talking about is what does it mean to... As we reflect on this past Independence Day, what does it mean to be an independent nation that's found that the foundation was based on enslavement and oppression? And to even look at modern day where 
pilgrims came to America to escape religious persecution only for their ancestors to be to persecute anyone who's not Christian. So let's let's talk about it. Let's think about that. What are we doing, America? What does it mean? What does like freedom mean for you? Me? Yeah. In general? Yeah. Oh, that sounded very rhetorical. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that. Um, I think that I've been really reflecting on this. Being in the United States, being a part of a nation that thinks it's so exceptional mm-hmm. and that tells this narrative of if you just pick yourself up by your bootstraps, you can you can do anything in this country. And one way I, I think that I look at freedom on multiple planes, in many ways, America is a very free nation. And so I understand why some people might view it as that and be able to celebrate before a good portion of Americans. Liberty is not something that we've known the full meaning of. Mm-hmm. I think what's hard for me is that in so, in so many ways, I understand that my freedom can be taken away from me in any moment, which doesn't feel like true freedom to me. Mm-hmm. But relative to a lot of other places in the world, it feels really, really good. And so I think that being an American, being African-American, being a woman, there's a lot of different emotions about this holiday. Because on the one hand, I'm, I always think, oh... In relation to a lot of places, I have it really, really well. Yeah. In relation to people in this country, sometimes I don't have it very well. Because of my work ethic and people believing in me, I've been able to move up to where I'm not necessarily as oppressed as I was before. So I feel a little more free. <laughs> yeah. I just It's just very complex. It's very complex. I don't, I don't think that I am smart enough or wise enough to be able to pull a Freddie Doug right now and give a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> what is the 4th of July to the American Negro? Is that what it's called? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, you could, you could pull a Frederick Douglass. You could pull a Misha Arendt. That's right. Do what does freedom mean to you? Uh, I like, for me, like, freedom is to be able to live my life without persecution. Like, I can live my life as genuinely without like backlash so like i feel like personally if i'm not doing anything to hurt others then no one should do anything to hurt me Mm. so just like being a queer woman of color i want to believe that i can be stopped by the police for speeding and not end up dead Mm -hmm. i want to believe that if i'm like walking hand in hand down the street with a woman that People won't yell, like, um, freedom. And I feel the further you are from the American standard of what is acceptable, the greater, like, the less freedom you have to walk through your life, to be your own person, to be, to have, like, to be able to live your life as genuinely as Mm -hmm. possible. Hmm. What I think is interesting about what we're both saying, and maybe you'll disagree with this, but on paper, I would say that most Americans are free. 
But practically, if your freedom is able to be taken away easier, quicker, more frequently than another person's freedom and liberty because of certain identities that you hold, it is completely unequal. Mm-hmm. Which to me is the the whole problem with this American dream narrative that we tell mm-hmm. ourselves about how as soon as you're born in America, you can have this dream, you have these freedoms, when in reality, the color of your skin and your gender and your sexual orientation really determine whether or not somebody can take all of that freedom given to you on paper away in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so tragic. So, like, I I understand and I appreciate the freedom that I, the relative freedom that I have within the context, in, within the context of being a global citizen. If I were to go to many other parts of the world, I would not be okay. Like, I would not make it. I would have... I wouldn't enjoy many of the freedoms that I enjoy in America. But as being raised as an American, <laughs> I... Back to the reality. <laughs> like, you're, as an American, you're raised entitled, and I feel like I'm entitled to the same freedoms as my white heterosexual husband. Yes, I agree. And, but I don't feel like... I, I, I don't think that... I can personally take as many liberties as he can. What do you mean? Oh, like... Maybe that is the most obvious question (laughs) I've ever asked. Just like, can I walk down the street with a beer can and be stopped and like not be stopped by the police mm-hmm. like stupid little shit can you get be drunk on a bus and yell and people not be afraid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or can i walk at night without people being afraid period yeah. like it is the level of like liberties and freedoms that he gets like even even things even like the dumbest shit where if something goes wrong, I he has to like talk to the manager, even though I'm more even tempered. He has to like go talk to the manager because I don't want to be appear to be like this angry black woman. I don't feel like I'm going to get like an appropriate response, even though mm-hmm. I speak in a very like in a very intelligent manner. I'm very careful with my words and I'm very even and like I can be very even tempered. Um, I feel like he's going to get results because you don't want to make a white man mad and you especially don't want to make a white woman mad since I am neither things. I like, I don't think I'm given the same humanity. You better eat that food with the hair in it (laughs) or send Sam. (laughs) And, and like, so even things thinking about how people of color are treated, how their studies have proven that, um, black, so black people medicine you think there'd be equality like doctors take oaths to provide the best service to all people nah and and it's studies have proven that black people are consistently undertreated for their pain they are thought to be exaggerating about their level of pain and undertreated while that doesn't happen whatsoever for white people so it's just 
people who you who take an oath, take an oath to provide the best service, the best care, the best medical care that they can possibly provide, don't even like follow that oath based on prejudice. No, 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 no. It's generations of racism and prejudice. And I don't think that people, many people realize how deep that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, if your ancestors for generations, generations, decades and decades have been taught these hurtful narratives about African-Americans and other people of color, if they've been taught to fear them, I mean, that is something that they're consciously or unconsciously passing down to these people who then take it into their careers and are are then passing down this these racist ideals not even knowing you know like i feel like sometimes when there's a white woman and her child sitting on the train and a black man walks on and she clutches her purse yeah of course she's not like oh my god i'm so afraid there's this black man on the train but children are soaking in everything and that one motion is Mm -hmm. doing that that could be the doctor that's you know not necessarily prescribing something correctly because of this unconscious racism yeah because you clutched your purse (laughs) (laughs) all from that one moment all from the one moment so i have a question so since we're talking about what it means to have freedom or the hypocrisy of the holiday do you celebrate the fourth of july and if so how do you how do you justify that? Um, I, I do not celebrate the 4th of July. I <laughs> My birthday is two days after on July 6th. So I make everything about my birthday. <laughs> I'll make literally everything. I went to a 4th of July party. I made it about my birthday. <laughs> that's what that's just what I do. That's how I live. That's how I have to live my life. That's how I have to justify it because like I don't. Ugh, I don't really like being associated mm-hmm. near this holiday. Feel bad for people who are born on the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I can't personally celebrate it, knowing that the very foundation, the very foundation, the groundwork that this country has strived upon was on the backs of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I can't possibly. You cannot have slavery for so long. You you literally have slaves in the back as you write the Declaration of Independence. Cat, but what about the cookouts? <laughs> what Make about, it about the my birthday? Make it no, about my birthday. No. No, you can't have freedom dogs. You what can't have freedom, freedom fries <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> I'm asking if somebody came at you, they said, Hey cat, listen, listen, listen. I know you're against 4th of July, but what about the cookouts? What about the freedom dogs? What about the freedom fries? You know, at one period in our nation, they got mad at the French. Instead of calling them French fries, they called them freedom fries. <laughs> That's so petty. Cause we American. That's so petty. French fries were made in Belgium. <laughs> we all wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know why they're called I was talking fries. to my partner last night. Mm hmm. Was last night 4th of July? Yes. And I said, yo, if anybody wants to know what it's like to be an American, just come on the 4th of July. (laughs) 
Because it is the craziest stuff. You got people just being petty, eating and drinking, <laughs> blowing up stuff, flying drones. Like, how, how is anything more American than this holiday? How? The only, like, thing that doesn't suck about the 4th of July is that it's not, it's, it's like one of the few holidays that's not, like, built around honoring veterans which like i have no problem with politics to honor mm. veterans okay like, Kat. like why are we like i feel weird about like buying a mattress on memorial day when i should really be like thanking people who serve my country like, why because it's memorial day and well, memorial no i mean day. why they got mattress sales on memorial day that makes <laughs> no just, sense they that's like how it is like memorial day labor day veterans day People use that as like opportunity to sell shit. It's crazy, and that's capitalism for you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You, like you make it a three day weekend, and are like, everything must go. It's just <laughs> insane. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> everything must go, <laughs> including <it's>, your liberties. <laughs> and it's like one of the I I like that is like one of the few holidays where you're not required to see your family. You can turn up. They're fireworks. They're fireworks. And people of all colors and creed watch the fireworks. That's true. Also, there's a lot of gun deaths. Wow. Gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it real. July 4th, 1776. (laughs) I saw saw Lupe Fiasco this weekend. Mm -hmm. And he was like... Talking about the gun violence on the south and west sides, and it was a crowd of white people, and it was in one ear and out the other. What'd and during say? this important talk, <laughs> there were at this festival, there were so many Irish people you would not believe, like from Ireland. I, okay, backstory on my past used to every summer, me a new crew of Irish people, Irish people, a lot of Irish youth, they come. And they come to Chicago or they come to San Diego and they party all summer in between uni and then they head back and they get wrecked. So at this particular fest, ton of Irish people waving their Irish flags as Lupe Fiasco talks about the severity of gun violence. They're having a huddle as if they're at a football match. And I was like, in one ear, out the other. I guess this is not why Europe makes no sense to me. But honestly, it's like they don't have context for this. Yeah. So I, it does not surprise me it would be one ear and out of the other. It was it was like a sight to see. But what was Lupe? He could have looked out at the crowd and knew that wasn't going to... It wasn't going to hit people. You got to try you anyway. To, yeah, I guess you, you don't got have to limit platform. your message. You got this like, platform and it's just like he's political in his music and it's like these people came to see him. That's like me talking about the benefits of a vegetarian diet to a bunch of carnivores. I would like to hear about the benefits. But you, are, but you an omnivore, though. Yeah. You can maybe get me to pescatarian, but I ain't going further than that. Maybe. Maybe I'll be like, I'll, I'll do, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about another episode about the benefits of being a vegetarian. <laughs> like Misha not get. <laughs> I got another question for you. Yeah. Are you a bad American if you don't celebrate 
the 4th of July. God, no, you're not a bad American. What makes a bad American? Bad American someone who denies someone their liberties and freedoms. Cat, I want to push back. Yeah. I want to push back. Is it okay to burn the American flag? What's the context? There ain't no context. You just got to answer this question. Just let me tell you why. Because I just heard this article of this dude in Illinois burn the flag, charged for a felony. Yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> I don't get why. It's like, it's a anti-patriotic. There's like a bunch of laws on the books about like tree, what's what's considered treason, what's anti-patriot, patriot, pit, patriot, This to me is why America is not the greatest nation. Because they are so insecure mm-hmm. that if you burn the flag, mm-hmm. you are in jail. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no... But, oh, okay, a police officer can kill a black person. They ain't in jail. No. You, you, you burn America. the flag, you in jail. America, where you, you can murder a black person and not go to jail. But if you burn the flag... It's over. It's, <laughs> say goodbye to your freedom. <laughs> it's over. Ridiculous. Yo, your freedom can get taken in a heartbeat in America. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so how can you okay, let's talk about freedom. Let's talk about mass incarceration. Oh. I mean we're not gonna get I watch Orange is New Black. I can definitely speak about this. (laughs) Expert. (laughs) So like we all know the justice system is flawed. The justice system actively works against poor people, people of color. How, where's the liberty in that? They, people are literally, innocent people are in prison every single day. I have nothing to say to that. I'm complete, I completely agree. (laughs) It's tragic. I think the only way you can really believe in this American freedom thing, number one, if you're white. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you're rich. Mm -hmm. Number three, if you are societally blind i don't even know if you, how you say that i was gonna say blind but then i was like i cannot offend persons with disabilities on yeah. that show if you are blind to the issues that are happening mm-hmm. in this country then maybe you can have this american pride but i do not understand how you can have it if you if you're a person of color if you're poor if you are in prison mm-hmm any of those things. And like I said, I understand how all of this is relative. Because in some ways, I'm like, yo, no, I actually do love America. And that's why I feel like I can say exactly what I'm saying. Right. I'm taking that straight from James Baldwin. I didn't make that up. <laughs> and to, like, live in America, you have the, we have the right to be saying what we say and what we're saying and being critical of, our, of the country that we live in. Because this is this is our reality. This has been our reality our entire lives. And we have been told our entire lives, we have read the Bill of Rights, that we have the freedom of speech. And it's our right to use it. And I feel like as who we are in our identities, we get punished for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not like we're, it's hate speech. It's not like we're saying anything that cannot be empir- empirically and sociologically proven over and over again but just simply by being who we are we get no respect 
<laughs> Your face. We get no respect. <laughs> That's why I'm a wah, 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 wah. And force people to respect me. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I, I think when I was growing up, I always got very insecure about being bossy, about being mm-hmm. perfectionist, about mm-hmm. my hair being, quote, nappy. When it really was. You see Your my hair. curl pattern. It could no, never be really nappy. It unless, could not. Yo, unless I did not moisturize it for four months, <laughs> then it could be <laughs> nappy. But look, I am becoming unapologetically secure in being boss. You yes. hear me? Amen, girl. Yes. Oh, I'm better than you at this. I would say that to a human <laughs> being now. I wouldn't have said that four years ago. I'm glad. Do this for me. Okay. I wouldn't have said that four years ago. <laughs> but I'll say it right now. You can say that. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said that four years ago. Now I will. Um, I got to let people know. Yes. Express your liberties. Well, I'm going to say I'm a little less free. That's why I got to use these words so you can know <laughs> I'm on my way up. <laughs> I'm on my way. You hear me, Kat? Is there anything else you want to like add or discuss about the sham of a society we're living in? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> and so like from there, let's talk about someone who is also critical of America and the American dream. I don't know why I'm laughing, but because America's a joke sometimes. (laughs) That's why you're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Truth bomb. (laughs) So to everyone's fave woke bay. Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams. His brilliant speech. Beauty and brains and wokeness. Look. When you heard his speech, what was your, re- what was your reaction? Tears in my eyes. Mm. I was like, yas. I was like, yas. I couldn't even articulate because I was so <laughs> happy about it. It was. I think that that speech is something that black youth have needed to hear publicly, like on, on an entertainment platform. Mm -hmm. And I understand that black Twitter is a thing. I understand that there are black scholars saying this, they're activists constantly saying this, but for a lot of black people, I don't think they look at something like BET because BET just keeps going down and down the hole. (laughs) And expect to get hit in the face with this woke speech. Right. So to have somebody win this humanitarian award, somebody who looks like some of them, (laughs) (laughs) and to be a part of their community and to speak about the issues he's speaking about, I don't know. It was was a very just amazing moment for me. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Because some people were criticizing him, light skin privilege. Yes. Oh yeah, I read it. Biracial. I read it. (laughs) (laughs) And as someone who is biracial with light skin privilege, Mm -hmm. how do you how do you respond to that? How do you react? I think one thing to know about Jesse Williams is he's never hidden the fact that he's biracial and that he has biracial privilege. And a lot of other interviews, he speaks about 
the fact that people who look different from him definitely have it harder and that he's not necessarily as oppressed because of the the way he looks Mm -hmm. and who his mom is Mm -hmm. i think one interesting thing he also said i maybe i'm putting this in his mouth or maybe this was another article i was reading but one interesting thing about being biracial is the fact that you can be in a room full of black people and you can be in a room full of white people and they speak openly about the other group of people Mm. so in a lot of ways you serve as a bridge and i'm not saying that's something that people have to do but I think it's it puts him in a very interesting position because because of the way he looks, if he's in a room full of white people and people know that he's half white, they're going to say some racist stuff around him. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting. If he's in a room of, of black people and they saying some internalized racism stuff, if they say in other stuff, he's going to be able to listen and hear that. So I think he also recognizes where his biracial privilege where his light skin privilege puts him and at least how i i think i've read it and interpreted it he's tried to use that for the good in a lot of other ways it's kind of like well if somebody dark skin won the award who was fully fully quote fully black won the award i hope they would have given the same speech Mm -hmm. but honestly i don't really be i don't hear people speaking the way jesse williams is speaking often yes and so for me, I'm kind of like, he won the award. He took advantage of the platform. Mm-hmm. I hope that somebody who looked different from him would have also taken advantage of the platform. But I would, I think the last thing that he did and should do is deny the fact that it's different for him because he looks different. Yeah. What do you think, Kat? Um, specifically about him having like light skin privilege. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a like dark skinned woman with a with a parent from Africa and a black mom, I I I personally think that like even though he's biracial, he's still perceived as a black man. Mm-hmm. He still has to navigate his life as a black man. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, like, I understand colorism. I grew up with a lot of people around me performing colorism mm-hmm. um, around, like, the bi- like darker skin kids bullying the biracial kids in my class. Um <laughs> That was me. I was getting bullied. (laughs) And just like real like fucked up ways of like expressing the oppression that's colorism. I I think that black is black is black is black. Whether you are as dark as my father or as light as Jesse Williams. I think that if you use your platform to empower all of us as a people no matter which shade we've come in, then I don't I don't care if you're biracial. I'm just like, I'm glad that you're speaking up. I'm glad that you're being real and bold and mm-hmm. saying everything that we want to say that we may not, like people may not have the platform and really like getting the message out there. It, I, I think it's beautiful. I love all the attention that has gotten. Mm-hmm. Yo, um, that video was shared. I got on my Facebook after he gave that speech. I swear to God, 
99 out of 100 posts was that video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm ready to look at something else. Please, thank you. <laughs> but it was like inspiring, not just to black people, but like white people are blowing this up. But let's talk about let's talk about the haters. We could talk about how amazing and how empowering and how everything this speech was. Let's talk about the haters. Let's talk about Stacey Dash calling him a get ready. Stop it. Stacey Dash. <laughs> Stacey trash. <laughs> calling him a plantation slave. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what does that even mean? What in most slaves plantation slaves? Anyway, what does she mean by that cat? Stacy Dash. She needs what did the, we say? Needs to chop down a forest and build a million seats to have. Right. Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash, the unofficial Uncle Tom of Fox News, um, has basically is I can't with her. Has taken this speech that benefits her as a black woman and criticize him for saying that the speech was racist against white people and that we will never be one as a human race without Ugh. if you keep naming our differences. And I was just like, can we do yeah. a whole episode on Stacey Dash? Because yes. Lord, I, we need to t- do a timeline from clueless to clueless, <laughs> you know, from clueless to clueless because this woman is out of control. That was mad clever, girl. That was mad clever. Yo, I use that degree for good. You heard? <laughs> I use it for good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stacy Dash trash. I cannot with this woman. You know what? It always hurts me to bash a black woman. Yeah. But she made it real easy. <laughs> there was no hurt in my voice when I just called her Stacy Trash. I swear there was. Yeah. Woo, from clueless to clues. I was so excited about that. Stay tuned, season two from clueless to clueless. July 4, 1776. Stacy Dash's favorite holiday. Just so we're all clear. Um so yeah, I I think it's cute that all these white people got on Twitter and said, Jesse Williams is a racist. And it's just like, uh, okay. First of all, you don't understand how racism works. Right. Number two, how come every time a black man says, can cops stop killing us? People Mm -hmm. label him a cop hater. Him or her a cop hater. It's like, yo, he's 1% of his speech was talking about the cops. Right. And y'all just gonna label it a cop hate speech. Right, right. This is how I know that not everybody's meant to go to college. <laughs> because not everybody can comprehend on the level they need. You hear me? Yeah. I was like, for real? He said one sentence about a cop shooting somebody and making a sandwich. Yeah. And it, first of all, I was like, that line's really weird. <laughs> but I get what you're saying, Jesse. It's just like, yo, this child died because a careless, a cop is a human being no matter what. He's a human being with too much authority, frankly. And this child's life has been lost. And there's no consequences for it. Because someone got mad trigger happy. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's... How, how does that make him racist for bringing up a true event? Ignorance. I have no other, I have oh, no yeah. other answer. 
Yes, ignorance is alive and well, and it is the American dream where you can be you can be loud and wrong as much as you want. I will admit, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I do like that I can be loud as wrong as much as I want. <laughs> but some people take advantage of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous. But uh, is there anything like else you want to say about the speech or the hype around the speech? Nah, it was so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it after you leave. Yeah, same as Plus, he's, he's beauty and brains. Full package. 42 tomorrow. Yes. Don't I look good? Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, check us up. Check us out. Stay tuned on our social media. We'll be back. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Keep listening. Tell a friend. Tell your friend to tell a friend. Tell your friend's friend to tell a friend. And social thanks. networks. Yeah. And thanks for checking us out for our first season. Thank you. Bye. Bye.